I'm all right, man. Sorry for running a few minutes behind. That's it's okay. We're, we're live. I just want to let you know we're live on YouTube. I'm going. We're just we're live, baby. We're just gonna do. We're gonna do the pre-show live. I'm not. I don't think I'm gonna wait for Steve. I don't. We'll, we'll probably kick into the show and then he can just come in whenever. Just keep it casual, man. It's all good. That's it. I'm gonna re-rack the the lobby music. Hey, I got a couple more of these uh, you've missed. Should I roll through these real quick? The ones you've missed, these drops from Media Day that our good friend um, Kurt from At Hornets Gifts gave us? Absolutely. Alright, here's number one. I would have liked to have been a Jedi. Yeah, whatever. That's Frank. That was Frank. I was going to say Steve Clifford, but it's definitely Frank. <laughs> Dwight Howard? And I'll be back. <laughs> Terminator references. Oh, okay. You gotta drop yeah. it. How about Malik so Malik Monk? Very honest. I'm always trying to win something, so mm-hmm. I gotta win something. Gotta win something. A game even. Oh. Maybe a quarter. Anything. Anything. Alright, here's another Frank Kaminsky drop. Got two more Franks. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. <laughs> he's I, he's I speaking for all of us yeah. there. <laughs> That's good. I need that as a ring time. Give me some more Frank. One more. I call them my hater blockers. Haters. Hater blockers. I'm telling you what. I don't know. I don't know if it's fantasy. I don't know if it's on court. But Frank is going to be the social media breakout star of the season. I got to have one more thing to fix here. I love this. People. I don't know. I don't know how many people are watching. If you are watching, live chat with us. We can put it up on the screen. I don't know how many people are watching this live stream, but that's okay. Because it gives me a chance to just really get this right. This is how the sausage is made. Basically, I mean, this is all very... I think people should know. This is all very experimental. Okay. That, That should probably... Now that should probably sound a little better to people. That feels better. Does it sound better? <laughs> How was it for you? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Fidel. Fidel is watching. Cashflow. What's up? What's up, Cashflow? I love that name. All right. I'm going to turn down this lobby music, and we're going to get this show kicked off. All right. What do you say, kids? You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. In a minute, cuz. We lie. We lie. This is Locked On Hornets, your daily podcast on the Charlotte Hornets and the NBA. We are proud members of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Search your podcast app for Locked On to get podcast on the NBA, the NFL, and fantasy sports. We are coming to you from the heart of the Queen City, BEA, beautiful Uptown Charlotte here in the Gittimer.com studios. If you're a salesperson and you need some help, make sure you're checking out Gittimer.com and the Gittimer Learning Academy. They have been proud sponsors of this podcast for two years now, David. So yeah, check them out when you get a chance. They have helped us out a ton. Uh, Okay. We've got a great show. I'm Doug Branson. I'm joined on the phone right now by David Walker, the man, the myth, the legend. I believe Steve Bob Forrest, SBF 50. He's coming in to join me live in the studio here in a few moments. But we've we've got a big show, David, because training camp has begun. We've got to update the people on training camp. And uh, we've got some people here 
uh, on the live chat. We're streaming this live on YouTube to the public. Uh, Cashflow on right now. Fidel Cashflow says, from Connecticut, big Kimball Walker fan. We're going to talk some Kimball Walker yeah. today. We'll talk some Kimball. There's SBF. He just walked into the studio. He'll be here in uh, just a moment. By the way, if you haven't subscribed to us yet, make sure you do that. You get uh, these episodes. The audio episodes will go right to your phone immediately after I upload it. <laughs> it's just it's just instant. It's around <laughs> 9 a.m. every morning. So you want to check that out. And if you haven't joined our Patreon yet, patreon.com slash L-O-H, and that will give you access to our live post-game shows that are coming very, very soon. October 2nd, David, first preseason game against the Boston Celtics. And then the first, I want to say the first home preseason game, it's after the 10th of October because they have like three away games for to open the preseason. <laughs> What's going on, Steve Bob? Steve Bob just walked in. Hey. Hey. Hey, man. Oh, I missed that, Dave. What was that? I was going no cans for, for a second there. <laughs> yeah. And you should get a little closer to that mic. There you go. Yeah. Let me let me hear those sweet baritones. All right. Um, let's talk about training camp. The Hornets were all back on the practice floor Monday for the first day of training camp. David, what are some things that you'll be paying attention to that will signal where the Hornets are and where they are going this season? For me, Doug, um, in training camp, at least, we don't need any more of the backup point guards hurt. I think everyone participated except for MCW and like the five on five drills. But um, just with the new additions, I mean, that's the biggest thing for me, seeing how those guys fit in, seeing where Malik Monk fits in, if that's uh, at point guard at all, you know, if that's on the ball, off the ball. We know he has some history playing in both uh, formats, if you will. But uh, that's that's it for me. And how, how Howard, you know, adjusts to playing with uh, Nick Batum is actually something I'm pretty excited about. And uh, the, so for me, it's all about the newcomers, Doug. All about the newcomers for training camp. And and the, one of the early storylines in camps across the NBA is the fact that they aren't as long this season because, of course, the NBA yeah. did some things to stretch out the regular season schedule to alleviate some of those back-to-backs and four games and five nights. And so they've reduced the preseason, which means that teams are not going to have as long to prepare uh, for the regular season, opportunities to tune up and also introduce new things uh, before they kick things off. At Media Day, head coach Steve Clifford said the trick is balancing introducing enough offense and defense with actually being good at executing it. You have to have enough stuff in offensively and defensively but it doesn't matter if you just if you're organized, but you're not good at any of it. There you go. If you're not good, if you you can introduce all the you gotta off, be good. yeah, you can introduce all the offensive sets and and defensive strategies you want to, but if you don't have the time uh, to practice it or or get it right, then then it's no good. Well, and uh, now, how do you guys feel about Clifford just revealing the whole game plan there that? That he wants these guys to actually execute. I, I don't know about this. I feel like I feel like Steve Bobby would help if I if I potted up your mic. There we go. <laughs> All right, let's let's try. I'm sorry. Oh, was that? Uh, <laughs> so there we go. Dave! You know, it's good just to get. Uh, some... It's funny because I told you to get closer to the mic, and then I didn't even turn your no mic on. No <laughs> See, we need we need opportunities to tune up and get. Better. So what you guys right. didn't hear is I was talking about execution mm-hmm. and uh, just things going well, right? For so <laughs> no, but it's good, you know, obviously for me to get some practice runs Doesn't in matter. there as well. 
Um, well, yeah, well, that ruined the joke, so let's just continue. All right, moving on. Uh, so uh, Daniel's on the line right now. He's on the live chat. Let's see if I can get this live chat up on the screen. You want to watch this? Uh, yeah, who we got? W- w- watch this magic here. Who? There it is. Oh, smooth transition, too. Daniel uh, saying Buzz a Maniac checking in. He's voting for Buzz a Maniacs as our listener name. Mm. And he wrote in it's Buzz not, a Maniac checking in. I, lo- I, lo- I mean, he's he's lobbying for it. Yeah. He's, he's going he's going to the mat, if you will, for the Buzz a Maniacs. For sure. I imagine him living in like the WB Tower, you know, like the Animaniacs. Yeah. Rated. I mean, it, I'm, I'm, you know, mm. Daniel, I don't hate it. I'm very like <laughs> what, and I say that, and because, that's the leader in the clubhouse right now. That's what listen, we're working this with. Is tough. If Doug does not hate it, well, I don't. Well, because I, because I'm so conflicted what? about it, and I think that so many of the buzz swarm hive, it's all been sort of run into the ground since the Hornets have returned. This is tough. This is a tough decision, but I, I actually, that's that's a great suggestion by Daniel. The buzz maniacs, yeah, it it is tough, you know, and this is a, something that we need to get going before the season. That's why right. we're ramping, and, up. and it's important once we. We do it we're not we can't take it back like we just got to roll with it so this is an important decision to name our our hardcore fans that have been listening to us uh and supporting us right yeah that's what they expect out of out of us by this point um i think you could take it back at any point <laughs> i think you could take any anything back david what do you think about buzz maniacs I, I was getting ready to say, I mean, Doug Hollis was seemed to be getting some legs around one thirty. Yes. David just every day is like, you know, guys, I'm getting a lot of I'm getting a lot of reader emails, you know. Uh getting a lot of positive vibes on Twitter for, for the Dougaholics. I'm just uh you know, I'm just saying the polls are still open. Mouth I'm, Mouthman says he likes the nest. Maybe jo- you could join the nest and become a buzzamaniac. Uh, well, my suggestion, which doesn't play into calling the viewers <laughs> anything, but you can you can <laughs> unlock the benefits to get into the nest and become a Dougaholic. Which we're, I'm we're worried like about. Inception. This. We're going several levels deep with this. The only concern with Dougaholics for me is that that kind of opens the door for for people to stalk you. you That's know? what I encouraging I like, stalking I behavior. Know. Which Doug, I'm already worried about that for you. So well, you follow me around constantly so this is uh, you know I'm, I, I am that. in the studio right now the call is coming from inside the studio hey you know for players <laughs> I'm gonna get us back on track here whether you like it or not ah, so for players that have been around the organization for a while it it might not be as big a deal this reduction in the preseason you know they're going to be ready they've they've known Steve Clifford for, for a while you don't have a new coach or anything like that but for the new additions like for example Dwight Howard they have a lot to pick up and quickly. For Howard's part, he said yesterday at the first day of training camp that he's uh, he's catching on quickly. The biggest part is just having the, the guys who've been here, who've been around for a while. Uh, they made it a lot easier for me, you know, especially going through the offense. The defense is pretty much set, you know, some of the similar things that we were doing in Orlando. So um, that, that part is easy. It's just trying to learn guys' games and stuff like that. And, you know, play out there. While we're talking about Dwight Howard, we we have to talk about what we're hearing from the Low Post podcast. Did you get a chance to listen to this or read anything about it, Steve? I listened to the one from yesterday, yeah, with uh, Kevin Arnovitz. Yeah, so ESPN's NBA reporter Zach Lowe and Kevin Arnovitz were discussing the Hornets and got on the subject of Dwight Howard and his issues gelling in Atlanta. Kevin Arnovitz said, quote, he makes everybody miserable. We can read about the reinventions a million times, but there is just no empirical evidence that anyone wants to play with this person and that any coach cares to have him around. Harsh words there from Kevin Arnovitz. Lowe then followed up with this. 
I've heard multiple stories of Hawks players learning about the trade and screaming with jubilation into their phones. Now, that last bit is anecdotal, but it is important to note that both Arnovitz and Lowe are very plugged in and highly respected around the league. So, David, what do we think about this report from the Low Post podcast? Well, I Daniel, think we Daniel can... says they're worrisome. <laughs> Well, okay. I, I think we we can safely say, are we in agreement here that the votes for Dwight Howard for, for teammate of the year were a joke? That was that ironic. A practical, prank? A, yeah. a practical joke. Yes. Okay. And kind of uh, like, that's, that has to hurt his feelings, right? <laughs> like he knows, he knows say, that. I mean, kind of a dickish move, um, but Hey, he got, he got the award, right? So I guess, I guess that's all that matters. <laughs> um, I would say this, Doug, uh, and anyone reading these, I don't know how much, of this is news. Um, this is not a new narrative for Dwight Howard. And I think the Hornets uh, still make the trade if these shouts of jubilation had been known prior. I mean, the Hornets are taking a swing. Uh, they're taking a risk here. That, that's well known. These new revelations don't really change any of that. Um, it's not a great look, of course, to have some of this come out. But it's not like this is the first time Dwight Howard has been called you know, disgruntled or a bad teammate, right? Right. And I, I think, uh, you know, and I wrote about this earlier in the in the off season, but this all plays in this thing for Dwight. Shameless like you said, plug. shameless plug. I didn't say where it was, but the Dougaholics. You should. I they'll mean, that's, track it that's, down. The, that's the idea. Um, At the hive.com. Sure. Yeah. Okay. There. Um, it's uh, yeah, it, it, that is the narrative, David. That's 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 been existing. We were starting there to begin with. I mean, it's a little bit more incendiary. Mm-hmm. When, when two very plugged in guys talk about it openly on a podcast, which I mean, I, I yeah. it's the fact that it's like a news hit is, is a little bit worrisome, but I would say, um, yeah. my, my point was that it, these are all things that, uh, uh, accumulated over his career. I think that would be definitely troubling to me if, if Dwight was coming into training camp and, and, uh, was like, I'm, I'm going to prove all these guys. And that's not what I am. Like he, he's almost, uh, he's almost like not addressing that in a way. He's just saying all the right things. He seems to be very into being in Charlotte and he's making a, a very strong point on social media early on to like get involved and, and like really brand himself with the Hornets. And the other thing that I would say, um, that no coach would want him. Clifford's been very openly like I pushed for that trade. Yeah. I wanted this guy. If you look at his right. career, the the only time that Dwight was not a problem was when he was in Orlando and he was, you know, playing Clifford was obviously not the head coach, but he was there and, and Clifford and, and Stan are very close as a, as a coaching yeah. duo. So I think, you know, yeah. So, so here's the thing. So Howard was agitated with his role essentially in the playoffs and, and his perceived role on the Atlanta Hawks offense. And, and he's had issues with his role on offense with multiple teams. Now, at Media Day yesterday, Steve Clifford said that he thinks that uh, Dwight Howard is one of the most efficient players in the league and uh, that he could still be a, a dominant uh, player in the post. And uh, Nick Batum said he's going to make sure Dwight Howard gets post touches. And we've gone over it, David. He was a really efficient player in the post uh, last season. And he's he's great at pick and roll as well, but he's a a really good, efficient post player. So one of two things are are going to happen. Either he's going to be good in the post and they don't get him touches, and then Dwight has a point, or 
Dwight regresses in the post and they don't get him touches and he gets agitated about that. And then, you know, the team will have no choice. Or the third option, the team actually does get him touches and he's efficient in the post. So, I mean, we we just, these are knowns. I mean, you can worry about it, but these are knowns. Could Dwight get agitated about his role in the offense and cause problems in the locker room? Sure. Could a combination of a playing in a very different offense than the Hawks and his sort of post-Atlanta outlook and a past relationship with Steve Clifford stave off any of those issues? Sure. Most importantly, I think this is the point to understand, was this the best option for the Hornets who wanted to stay in contention in the East, had little cash to make that happen, and you know a serious basketball and financial question mark in Miles Plumley. Abso-freaking-lutely. Yeah. So, so yeah. when I read this, yeah. I totally yeah. agree. Can't argue with much of the evidence that Lowe and Arnovitz have put out in the past, but I still think it was fine under the circumstances. Yeah, and and I just yeah. wanted to. Uh, sorry, go ahead, David. No, I know you have a point. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was that was my point as well. I mean, I think we're all in agreement there. It's like, what else were the Hornets going to do? They were hamstrung as it was. Clifford had been trying to get Howard here even before his time in Atlanta. And it was a way to improve the team. And like like Doug said, and like we just said, it was a risk. We've known it was a risk. Like these totally. revelations don't really change anything. Uh, a big thing for me though was that this it came out of nowhere. That is true that Clifford wanted him. That's that to me is coincidental and fortuitous. Like the thing, the fact of the matter is. The narrative at the time was just as much. I can't believe the Hornets got out from that Plumley deal. I mean, that was that was the crazy thing. We had the cap space to absorb Dwight, but that wasn't really. It's not like this is the first time in Dwight's career that he hasn't picked where he wants to go. Aside from obviously getting drafted by Orlando, every other mm-hmm. time was him forcing his way somewhere, him making it known that he didn't want to be there anymore. The narrative was always up oh, Dwight's. It's, he's the superstar on this team. I mean, that was in my piece on atthehive.com and, and uh, by Steve Bob Forrest. That, uh, no, but it, it is, it's true. I think that for a guy who's known to, to have ego issues and like get his feelings hurt and maybe perhaps a bit misunderstood um, on that front, that because of the the way that he came to this team and because like definitively it's a great point the narrative is definitively that that he just he's a problem and that he's just not the same guy anymore i think he i it, all that accumulates to he has to realize that and 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 that he wasn't really wanted it's like he just got here. Well, it's a great point that he didn't choose right. to be here because now all of us, you know, when you choose to be somewhere, there are meetings and he's talked about sort of expectations that he had for coming to Atlanta and discussions that he had had with the team about his role. And he got disappointed by that. But in this situation, you know, he's sort of coming in to a team that has an established locker room chemistry. That's the thing, David. This team has spent mm-hmm. years, you know, re-signing veterans and, and establishing locker room culture to prepare, I think, for this moment. For, because you're, you, if you want to be elite, if you want to compete, you're eventually going to have to take a risk on a player in terms yeah. of ego, in terms of locker room, you know, uh, chemistry uh, or whatever. And, and yeah, it, especially, yeah, yeah go especially, ahead. especially if you're Charlotte, if you're the right. Hornets, especially right now, you are a small market team, you are the Hornets. And the big scheme things like, you know, you're not making much noise. So, like, when do you have another opportunity to add, yes, maybe not a superstar level, cal- you know, caliber player at this time, but a superstar at one time and the guy who can still contribute and who is not Miles Plumley. Like, that, I mean, 
that I think Steve Bob hit it on the head. Like the narrative, certainly from people that are watching this team, was like, oh my God, they somehow dumped the Plumlee contract. And that can't be forgotten. I do think from a national perspective, there was some like, what is, oh, what is MJ doing? How is he going to add Dwight Howard into this? And like, even if it implodes, it was, <laughs> even if it blows up in their face, it was well worth that's, the risk. That's the thing. The, at the end of the day, to sound like a coach here, at the end of the day, guys, the, the fact of the matter is if it blows up, the narrative is still like from a PR perspective, you're like, look, we got off of that Plumley contract, which people agree. Also, Zach Lowe has said, if not the worst, one of the worst contracts in the NBA, that guy averages less than three points a game for his career, uh-huh. which I, you know, hey, look, so do I. All right. I'm under three. Right. You're under technically. three. Technically. Right. But zero is under three. But I mean, that to me, like I didn't even you could have told me they just got rid of him, bought him out and I would have been happy. So the fact that we're getting an upgrade, what what you guys are saying is it's better to have Dwight and lost than to never have Dwighted than to at all. Yes. The White House. (laughs) I got that drop. I've saved it. It's better to anything than Miles Plumlee is how I would put that. I don't yeah, know. Exactly. Do you guys feel like? Do you guys feel like there is another narrative either starting to form or just kind of organically growing up that like this whole thing, this whole you know disaster last last year in Atlanta was somehow Dwight Howard's fault? Like, I'm not saying anyone's come out and saying that, but like, it sure feels like there was a feeling of that in the locker room. If all these players are super happy and and they, they you know they could have paid him to go away, I guess. I'm like, um, it's and, like and, almost and, the opposite to me. It's like, wh- who, what narrative was there? What was he supposed to do there? That team is, that's going to be one of the worst right. teams in the league this year now. And they, they didn't, yeah. they put it together terribly. They, that was, the, remember, this was the team that had the the five all-stars like three seasons oh, yeah. ago. Yeah. And now they've, they've, it's not Dwight's fault. It's the, if anything, it just highlights how bad, how mismanaged that front office has been run the last few years. And then this new guy came in very similar to, you know, we've seen that a lot now with the Cavs too, but the new guy came in and he was like, I'm just going to cut bait. That was his first move. That guy had been in the job for a day. Yeah. And if Howard doesn't worry mm-hmm. about, if Howard doesn't worry about the narratives and if Howard just focuses on, on gelling with this team, then, then I think the Hornets will, if, if he takes Frank's advice, I call them my hater blockers, block the haters, <laughs> block the right, haters. Right. Okay. Let's, let's move on to uh, one of our stories that we picked up on media, on media day. Jeremy Lamb, harder, better, faster, stronger. I don't know if training camp is more crucial for any player than it is for Jeremy Lamb right now. He's entering his third season with the Charlotte Hornets. Offensively, he improved as the year went on last season. That, combined with a second straight early and productive summer, has caught the attention of his head coach. And I don't know if you saw some of these photos, David and Steve, but he looks a lot stronger. Like the arms, the arms of watch. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah, it's the best shape, hashtag best shape of his life. Um, but he's looking great. Kimball Walker said he's not the same skinny kid he knew in college. Uh, we'll start with this question. Uh, Steve, how will added strength help Jeremy Lamb carve out a role this season for the Charlotte Hornets? <clears throat> Uh, I'm not sure. I to be honest with you, I mean, I, I wouldn't have said that was his weakness. It doesn't hurt, obviously. I mean, that that to me points to like he's going to try to to get some more of a low low post game or a back to the basket like turnaround game going mm-hmm. because he's mostly primarily been a slasher and and spot up guy. unlocking new parts of his offense. David, what do you think? Strength? How will it help uh, Jeremy Lamb uh, be a better Charlotte Hornet? Yeah, I don't know either. To be honest with you, I think that it all plays into this. 
taking care of his body thing better, which mm-hmm. goes back to last season, which is something he said he was going to do. So it certainly helps. I mean, you don't want to lose any of that explosiveness, but I think, you know, 82 game season, you want to, you want to have a little extra strength. We'll see. I mean, that, that, man, this is the narrative. Speaking of narrative, this is the Jeremy Lamb narrative. We'll see. I mean, you know, we've said this before each of the last couple of seasons. Uh, is this the season things change? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he drove to the basket a lot more last season. You know, once his three-point shot sort of fell apart, he became uh, more of a slashing guard. And, and I think it would it, it will open up sort of a different dynamic if you were to pair him with Malik Monk. I think having him you know, be bigger and stronger will, will just help him in terms of pairing with Malik Monk. But uh, it's also going to help him stay healthy, stay on the floor. You know, he said, you know, a few years ago, he could really feel, you know, every every contact, every hit that he took when he drove to the basket, uh, just sort of accumulated over the season. And by the end, he was gassed. And so you hope that that's going to help that as well. I mean, he, he um, finished at the rim extremely effectively last season. He had a 57.7 true shooting percentage, despite shooting under 30% from the three-point line. He did say that he's working on his three-point shot. Let's take a listen to what he's been doing. I watched film, try to see where I was comfortable shooting, the shots I made, how my feet were, how my release was, and looked at the shots I missed, how my release was, how my feet were. So just trying to tweak, you know, that. Let's go out to the chat line. Daniel saying, I remember three years ago when Gary Neal was having the best training camp ever and it did not pan out. Hopefully Lamb delivers. Uh, <laughs> Lamb with muscles, he'll bang on everyone, says Cashflow. And then Mouthman says it probably will help his stamina. Hopefully he's worked on his three. And you just heard it there, Mouthman. He's, he's looked at the video, trying to study what worked and what didn't work. He said often he got caught shooting off the dribble, which is not necessarily his strength. He likes uh, more to shoot off the catch. So it's good. I think that, you know, you, you're right, David. This has been the storyline for a few years, and and maybe just certain guys take longer to develop than other guys. And, and it sounds like he's finally, he has his routine established. He's proven that he can deal with the rigors of an NBA season. He's sleeping better, eating better, getting in the weight room. And now once you, sort of what's uh, the man's uh, uh, man's pyramid of needs, like you have to take care of your basic needs before you can, you know, worry about philosophy or politics or culture. I think the same thing goes for Jeremy Lamb. Like you got to take care of your sort of basic, your body before you can start, you know, really digging into tape and going, okay, you know, I, I got to do this with my three point shot. I've got to, you know, tweak this, do this, do that. Like if you're, if you feel like shit, you know, by the end of the year, it doesn't matter what tweaks you've made. If you're not, because that's going to affect your mentality. Yes. Um, yeah. So from Solid what foundation. you're saying, uh, it sounds like we can't expect some political hot takes, though, from him later. No, now that I he has his so. needs met. No, I, no I, so. I do think it's good. Like the, the exciting thing for me, and I think we've all kind of touched on this pri- previously, is that Jeremy Lamb, it's it's kind of a, as as uh, as Bush Jr. would say, you know, fool, fool me, can't fool me again. But. I, I'm just like, let's see something, man. Let's see something. Show me. Well, that and that but goes for Dwight and the Hornets in general, I think. It's like you, you heard, uh, if you listen to that Low Post podcast, they talked about the Hornets being, you know, boring, that uh, that there was, you know, nothing really to say about this team. And honestly, I think that's fair. 
Yeah. Like this team has to, and, and Clifford said the same thing that, you know, several players have to get in contention for end of season awards. It can't just be Kemba. These yeah. players have to show people something. I, and I just think to finish that point up, I, that Jeremy Lamb doing something, it shows that he may be aware of that, that he really needs to get it in gear this year, that he's just the, the fact that there's any story about him in training camp is, is a positive to me that, He's like beefed up enough for that people are like, oh, look at Jeremy. Um, I think that's that a good. That, that, that's what they say on oh. my bodybuilding forums, my straight bodybuilding <laughs> forums that I that I go to. Um, yes, that's that's the narrative on there, and narrative is the word of the day here, guys. David. Yeah, it really is, David. What is uh, that? That and hater blockers, uh, <laughs> David. What is your what's your key to to staying in shape? My key to staying. Yeah, in shape? Yeah, just what's your uh, what's your key? Exactly. You, you're pretty svelte. Svelte. Hey, thanks, buddy. Uh, my key is actually not sleeping. I go the opposite approach and just never <laughs> sleep, um, which is it's it's still on the outer edge. Uh, it's yeah, hard to sleep while that's happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. What? Well, hey, that, that, all the- that works for vampires and they live forever. So I think you're on something there, David. Um, and uh, that. And to key in with that, also the uh, platelet uh, plasma rich. Yeah, just get oh, your. Cool. Well, that goes without saying. Yeah. yeah, it's the vampire. The vampire and, and... weekends. The vampire diet. You got to go on. I just inject that wherever uh, it's necessary. Yeah, I'll, I'll I've, just I've, right to the gut sometimes when I get a little bit of flab. I've been meaning to tell you. You should see a doctor. All right. About yes, all that. I have. I have <laughs> many rashes. Um, all right. Uh, thanks so much. That'll do it for us. Unless anyone has any other thoughts on training camp before we get out of here. No, hashtag many, hashtag many rashes. On that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's a, a perfectly weird place to leave this one off. Awesome. Of. Thanks so much for listening yep. to locked on Hornets here on the locked on podcast network. Follow us on Twitter at locked on Hornets for the updates from training camp. Subscribe to us on iTunes, overcast stitcher, whatever you use to get your podcast, just search locked on Hornets and tell a friend We're about to kick this thing off, and we want as many Hornets fans as possible to know where they can get the absolute best Hornets talk anywhere. We're back again tomorrow with more for David and Steve. I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. Let's swarm. Sharp.